Welcome to the SBCA Podcast Component Connection. Looking at how businesses around the country are innovating to take advantage of opportunities in the construction supply chain. Now, here's your host, Sean Shields. Well, welcome everyone. On today's podcast brought to you by the Structural Building Components Association, we are going to talk about collaboration. Specifically, we're going to talk about the Trustplate Institute and the new partnership that's developed between TPI and SBCA. We're also going to talk about the close working relationship that they have that will ultimately benefit the entire construction supply chain. Joining us today is Jay Jones, Executive Director of TPI. Jay, welcome to the podcast. Yeah. Hello, Sean. Thanks for having me on today. Absolutely. So, Jay, most of our listeners have probably heard of TPI in one context or another, but they may not know exactly what it is your organization does. Uh, Can you start by telling us a little bit about you and about what you see is the mission of TPI? Sure. Um, So, as you mentioned, I'm the executive director for TPI, Trust Plate Institute. I've been with TPI for about 13 years now. Um, I started back in 2008. I was the technical director and just recently have been have taken on a, a dual role of technical director and executive director. So that's keeping me busy now. Um, just a little background on me. I, I've been in the industry for over 30 years now. I started fresh out of college with uh, as a trust engineer for Alpine Engineer Products. And I've been at various stints in the industry and uh, Worked for a couple plate manufacturers and worked on my own for a while in the trust industry, and then uh, just recently with Trust Plate Institute. So, so I've been around for a while, starting to be one of the old guys in the industry. Regarding TPI's mission and how I see that, to start out with, we were incorporated in 1961, which is 60 years. So we're pretty excited about our 60-year anniversary this year. So since since that was first established down in Florida when the plate manufacturers got together and established TPI to determine how they could get their products, have an easier code approval. So they developed a design standard that has continued on through to today with the TPI-1 standard, which we are you know currently maintain. Our mission is to maintain the wood truss industry on a sound engineering basis. So we're basically considered the engineering arm of the industry. Having a design standard provides broad acceptance for the building designers and, and code officials. Excellent. So, I, I mean, maintaining these standards on behalf of an entire segment of the industry is kind of a big deal, right? I mean, can you briefly describe the process you're currently going through to revise the TPI-1 standard that you mentioned? I mean, in your mind, how is the collaboration between you know TPI and SPCA helping to ensure that that standard is the best it can be? Right, and you're and you're right. We we are right in the middle of a an update right now. Just a little background: we TPI is an ANSI standards developer. That means we're bound to specific requirements that are established by ANSI. So one of those requirements is that we reopen our standard every five years. Well, it's not every five years; every five years after approval. Right now, we're kind of in the middle of that process. It takes about two to two and a half years to go through the process. It's a Probably the most important part of the process, which touches on the collaboration, is the idea of having a balanced project committee to develop the standard, which means we have to have a group of members that include users of the product, 
producers of the product and, and any general interest that, you know, maybe stakeholders that uh, have an interest in the industry. So no one interest group can have a majority in that group. So we, we have a balanced committee to produce these standards. This cycle, we have a 32-member project committee, which consists of component manufacturers, staff of SBCA. We've got plate manufacturer members. We have engineers. We have QC inspectors and academic members. So we have a good broad range of, of people on the committee. Um, so that, that really helps as far as getting a good cross-section of the industry. You know, you kind of ask where we are in the process. We are currently about midway through that process. We're reviewing proposals for changes to the standard. There's, there's about 50 plus proposals right now. How the process works, we get the proposals, our project committee, reviews all the proposals. We have several work group meetings, kind of bounce those proposals around, give the proponents of those proposals a little bit of feedback to refine those proposals. And then they submit the finished proposals to the project committee as a whole. And that ends up going through a survey process, which we're in right now. The survey process will determine what proposals actually make it to the official ANSI ballot. Once we get to consensus, which is uh, two-thirds approval, then we send the draft proposal or the draft document out for a public review. And we have pretty broad outreach of who we send the, the draft to, several organizations and engineers and anybody that might have an interest. We also post it on our website. We post it on the ANSI website. So anybody has an interest in what's actually going into the ANSI standard, the TPI standard, um, have an opportunity to comment on that draft. And all those comments will go back to the project committee for uh, review, and the project committee members will have an opportunity to view those. And the most important part of it is that it's an open and transparent process, and that all stakeholders in the industry have an opportunity to voice their opinion. Well, that's great. I mean, what I hear you saying is that this is a two-plus-year endeavor, not only to get uh, identify who the 32 person stakeholder group is, but then trying to get them all to be able to meet with all of their competing schedules. And then you got to go through all these proposals, which are probably all across the board, and then work that all the way through that process you just talked about with the goal of knowing that at the end, at least two thirds of the members of that committee need to agree on something in order for it to go into changing the standard, right? Yeah, that's exactly it. Like I said, it's a long process, lots of meetings. Um, this this past couple of years with all the COVID, we haven't been able to meet in person. So that's been a, a bit of a challenge, um, but I think we're working through it. We're probably having more meetings now than we had before. Excellent. Okay, well, so another illustration of sort of the working relationship between TPI and SPCA is this Trust Industry Business Council. Uh, that council was formed a few years ago, but it met... Uh, just recently. Can you share sort of who's represented on that council and I guess how the existence of that council improves or potentially can improve the overall industry in your mind? Yeah, sure. Yes. Like you said, the, the Trust Industry Business Council was established a couple years ago. The main purpose was to uh, improve our lines of communication between the two organizations. As far as you know, what makes up the Trust Industry Business Council, there, there are 10 members. There are five members from TPI, five members from SBCA, five members from TPI come from the plate member 
companies. There's one representative from each plate member company. And then there's five SPCA member representatives. So what do they talk about at these TIBC meetings? And, and how does it function? Like, it, since you've attended these, like, what does it look like? Right. So we did just meet a couple days ago. Um, it was a very productive meeting. And that meeting was very timely. It was about the TPI-1 proposals, some of the proposals that were coming down the pike. And it was good to get points of view from both the component manufacturing side and the and the engineering side. I think they all came out of there with some good information that they can pass on to their representatives on the project committee and where those proposals should go. So yeah, it, we get together about two to three times a year and or as on an as-needed basis. We want to just make sure, you know, if one group is going down one path, one direction, and one group is going down the other direction, making sure we get together, we're talking about things, we're not going in opposite directions because we know, you know, it'll only pull the industry apart. We want to kind of be aligned on things and move the industry forward. And from what I've seen and experienced, uh, the meetings have become very productive and seems like it's, it's really working well. But I think what's interesting about that council, too, is the business part, right? I mean, I think a lot of times for both our organizations, there's a lot of focus, particularly on the relationship between the two organizations on the engineering, the technical aspect, right? And correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I sort of get the sense that for this council, you're looking at those technical aspects, but you're also looking at the sort of the broader impacts on the companies within this industry being able to transact business, how it affects um, sort of what goes on in the marketplace, right? Oh, you're absolutely right. Engineers get accused of doing this a lot. You know, we'll be, you know, in our little silo of doing our engineering work and, and not thinking about how this could affect the business side of things, you know, and it's all technically correct, but we could be engineering ourselves out of the industry. So it's really great to have both points of view, like, okay, this is the engineering technical side of this. And then we hear the other side of, well, what's the business side of this? You know, what, what's this going to do to the business? So maybe one of the best illustrations of sort of the business side of getting the technical side right is digital QC. Uh, this is something that we've been talking about for a number of years, but you know this ability for component manufacturers to efficiently conduct all of their quality control inspections and do it digitally, and then have all that data from those inspections right at their fingertips, uh, that's a powerful promise. Uh, and of course, the successful Im implementation of a digital QC program requires close collaboration, not only within SPCA members, but with TPI members as well, right? I mean, it's not going to work sure. if all the TPI members aren't engaged and part of this process. I'm hoping, can you share your hopes for digital QC and maybe how it will not only benefit component manufacturers, but TPI members as well? Sure, sure. So, you know, obviously the overall purpose of any QC program is to improve quality of a product. We don't want to lose focus of what that is, but providing a better tool to get to that, to use for QC, is going to be a win-win for everyone. It's going to be good for the manufacturers, good for the suppliers, good, good for the consumers. I think that you know, having a digital QC is going to be create a, a much more robust QC program. Um, it's going to make it more efficient possibly get more people engaged in the QC process because, you know, you have a new tool. It's not the same old paper flying around in the wind, easy to use. I think this might excite some people to get more involved in digital QC. So having a digital QC, I think, is going to provide for obviously better quality, a more reliable product. 
and, you know, a better reputation for the trust industry as a whole. But I think you're right to get this to work. It's going to be a collaborative process. I know SBCA has done or put a huge amount of resources and effort into developing this QC application. But to drive that application, you need QC data coming from the suppliers. And right now, what is happening is you have suppliers, each supplier has their own QC data format. And so you have, you know, five or so different QC data formats that the QC application has to operate with, which causes major headaches. Uh, On the TPI side, what we have committed to we're going to establish a standardized QC data output file, which will feed that QC, digital QC application so that, you know, if you're running digital QC, you'll know which supplier are using A, B, C, D, or E. That's going to drive that digital QC application properly. We've had some meetings with, uh, with SBCA. We're working closely with SBCA and SBCA's programming company. We've made some great strides in getting to this standardized format. We think we're, we're going to be able to get this done pretty quickly. So we're, we're not only committed to getting the file format done quickly, but we're committed to having each of our suppliers be able to produce that data output by the time the, the new digital QC application is available. Our plate members will have the uh, digital QC data ready to roll. Oh, excellent. Well, Jay, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. This has been really insightful. Well, thank you for having me, Sean. You know, I'd like just to say, you know, on behalf of TPI, you know, we're really excited about the steps that have been taken to improve our relationship between TPI and SBCA, the new lines of communication. And, you know, we really look forward to the road ahead. Very positive. Well, if you've enjoyed what you've heard, please give this podcast a favorable rating and share it with others. Also, consider subscribing to SBCA's Component Connection podcast on whatever platform you use most. That way, you'll immediately know when we publish our next podcast. This has been a Component Connection podcast brought to you by SBCA. If there's a topic you'd like us to cover in a future episode, send it to podcast at sbcacomponents.com.